Well, having found the perfect acoustics in our workshop in the end of the garden last week, this week, well, I can only apologize. I'm back in my trusty Land Rover Defender, which while acoustically speaking, <laughs> acoustically speaking, is absolutely terrible. You can hear it clunking around every time I hit a bump. It's still, it's still one of the coolest places to be. It's Friday night. I'm actually heading over to get some fish and chips for the family. Uh, it's been quite a fairly eventful week, quite a long week actually, it feels like. And boy, am I ready for a glass of wine and some haddock and chips. And for those of you who don't know, when I talk about the Land Rover Defender, don't get the wrong idea. This is not the new model, the new 2020 basically a very posh Range Rover or Land Rover Discovery. No, no, this is the original design, the last of the great Defenders in my opinion, much as I like the new one. This is basically a cross between a Ford Transit, because that's the engine that's under the hood, uh, a tractor, because it feels like driving a tractor and it kind of goes anywhere, and a biscuit tin, because that is essentially what it is. It's cold, it's wet, it's windy, you would not know that this is the last weekend of May and we head into the summer and June uh, in only a few days time. We're in the middle of, I think what is about 10 days of rain and wind. And I know if you're listening to this or watching this from some sunny climb, you'll have got the impression that Britain is always wet and windy. Well, it isn't really, but you wouldn't know it from this current couple of days or this current week. It really is magnificently awful. However, things are good, things are picking up. I'm Paul and this and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. What's quite funny about doing the podcast today is that I haven't got any notes because I suddenly found myself getting going out to do the evening supper run or the after, late afternoon supper run and uh, it caught me a little bit on the hop and I hadn't had a chance to sit and write down some notes. And the irony is, one of the things I wanted to talk about is I've got to this peculiar stage in my life, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this, where you walk into a room and forget why you walked into there. Well, I got to that stage many years ago, but now I've got to the next development of that, which is when I open, open a window or an application on my Mac and then forget why. <laughs> I can't remember. Why am I looking at a browser window? Why have I opened Photoshop? What was it I thought I might be doing? and having to go back to my lists, which is really entertaining and quite funny, but not that useful and certainly not that productive. Um, however, this week has been really productive. Um, so although I'm doing this without notes, there's been a whole load of things that I've managed to get done. Uh, I've managed to report a bug on uh, a bit of software we use for managing one of our portfolios. I didn't think, because I don't pay for the support license, because I've installed it and built it really from the source code. It's all open source. I didn't think I'd be able to get through to anybody, but thankfully uh, one of the guys has come back to me and they're sure that there is actually a bug in the code. Now, if you, if you run and maintain your own website, you know that it's quite, it's quite a nice thing when you are, your suspicions that it's not your fault appear to be um, confirmed. Because of course, if you report a bug and it turns out to be you, you now have a lot of work to do to try and get that fixed. So no, it looks like there's definitely a bug in the latest release, but it still took me about about 18 hours of deciphering various logs and configuration files and rolling 
versions forwards and backwards to find out exactly what it was. So I'll let you know whether we do get that bug fixed. In the end, I roll back a version and everything is fine. Second thing I did is one of the things we've noticed quite a lot recently, and it's increasing, is that our emails have been going into people's spam. And similarly, a lot of emails from our clients are ending up in our spam even though the emails are actually generated by my own servers, which is really frustrating. So we're very good. We police the spam folders. We always follow up on emails uh, every step of the way anyway. And so uh, it's, not a, it's not a huge problem, but it is an irritant. Anyway, I spent this week a very happy, I suppose it must have been about eight hours, figuring out how to get all of the various things you can do with your server and with DNS and there's a whole series of steps that come under the umbrella of DMARC which I had sort of heard about but really not paid very much attention to until this week so I spent a whole sort of day really delving into that and configuring DNS uh, and uh, our email server which is hosted by someone so that it provides the necessary keys to confirm that any email that comes from us is definitely from us it shouldn't go into your spam folder uh, I will let you know over the coming weeks whether that has worked but it's really it's quite satisfying to have got to the end of that process and then every test email you send to get it checked comes up with green flags all over it that says yes I've done everything correctly because at the end of the day I'm a photographer I'm not really an IT guy my days in IT I was not that good at IT I was I was an, I was an okay manager and a systems architect when it came to the detail uh, I didn't really get into that too much uh, my, my my enthusiasm for it vastly outranked my uh, skill at it however this time I've had to do it myself and so it is really satisfying when you get it all running and it's one of the challenges I was, I was talking to Sarah and I was asking how do businesses that don't have anybody who's technical in it work that out how do you do it and I suppose the answer is you have someone else who hosts not only your website but you get them to host everything configure everything you simply pay people and in our business i usually do it because partly because i have enough experience and enough instinct for it and partly because uh well i suppose it'd be safe a little bit of money but of course it's my time but mostly because i'm a control freak and i really like having access to everything that's going on uh inside our business uh, a few shoots some really lovely shoots this week and uh, which is really nice hearing dogs still working with those guys but this week's shoot was all about product now I'm not really I'm not really a product photographer I can do it if I have to but when I look at some of the work of these incredible uh, product photographers and, and the beauty in the image I know I don't have the same eye for that that I have for lighting let's say a face or a body which is something I've just always had a passion for always understood and the reality is when it comes to lighting products to go into a catalogue uh, I simply don't have the same natural instinct for that I understand the light I've got the right setup we've bought some additional kits so I have a really nice lighting table but I bought the product lighting table as much so that I can get rid of some stuff on eBay <laughs> as anything else and also it makes the photoshopping a lot easier if you've shot it really accurately it means I don't have to spend ages in photoshop trying to make the images look product catalogue worthy uh, so that's good fun. A couple of really beautiful, um, really beautiful family shoots uh, during the week, which made me smile. So I'm just coming into the village here. 
uh, just finding my way through the one-way system around the roundabouts. This is in the rural Buckinghamshire. For those of you who um, have tuned into Midsummer Murders, I don't know whether you've ever seen much in the camera uh, through the windows of the Land Rover, but this is essentially Midsummer Murders County. <laughs> Everything, every village here that you drive through has been in or will be in Midsummer Murders. Uh, so uh, it's quite funny. And I'll tell you a tale about that when I have stopped. Uh, I'm not going to get in there. I mean, there's no parking. Look at that. It's busy. It's busy. The town is busy. So I'm going to park up here. Luckily for me, this Land Rover is... Oh, no, I'm not. I can't park on that one. Oh, dear. The car's behind me going to go nuts. I'm hesitating. I'm not sure where I'm parking. That's, that's really frustrating. Uh, not only is it frustrating for me going to fetch the fish and chips that I can't park anywhere, but of course it makes for a very interesting interlude in uh, the podcast. If you're listening to this, I've decided to keep it in and not cut it out. Uh, every space is taken. It, sound, it feels like every single person in uh, Buckinghamshire has come to Princess Roseborough uh, to get something. I don't know what, fish and chips possibly, uh, but I'll go and try a different place to park in a moment. I'll go around the loop and try again. But the whole of this county is Midsummer Murders County. Uh, so what was I talking about? I was talking about the satisfaction of configuring our own stuff, uh, about building our own websites. And I'll tell you a funny story about Midsummer Murders. So one of the vicars that I work with in our local village church when I'm doing a wedding, she told me a story of a wedding, Midsummer wedding, really, really hot. <laughs> midsummer being Midsummer as in June, as opposed to Midsummer as in Midsummer Murders but they were holding a wedding and the best man in the heat and the stress of the day fainted and he collapsed. So as quick as you like, some of the other ushers scooped him up by his arms and his legs, carried him outside and laid him on the nearest and, and flattest surface they could find, which just happened to be the top of a tombstone in the graveyard, which in itself is amusing. But what they didn't realize was this coincided with the arrival of one of the Midsummer Murders coach tours full of Japanese tourists who all instantly leapt out of the coach thinking that this was entertainment that had been laid on for them and started taking pictures of him at which point the poor chap came to only to be faced with a myriad of Japanese tourists who were crowded around him with their cameras, all taking pictures of the poor chap as he lay absolutely flat out on this tombstone. And the vicar said it was one of the funniest things she's ever seen, but the Japanese tourists absolutely loved it. And at some point I will go and Google whether there's any pictures of this at all uh, out on the internet, because it must if all of those tourists took those pictures, they must be out there somewhere. And on that happy note, I'm just coming into Princess Roseborough again, having done the loop, and I'm gonna see if I can find somewhere to park. Bloody hell, it's just a nightmare. Still not parked anywhere. Anyway, after I've parked up and got the fish and chips, I wanted to make a suggestion about how you stay motivated or how you create inspiration in yourself using your own portfolio. And it's free. 
freezing out there. Uh, I've just had to spend the last 10 minutes queuing outside the chip shop because we're still not allowed in, or at least that's the rules there they've applied. Uh, probably because it's easier and safer, but it does mean that 10 minutes out there, just so cold. All right, but I have fish and chips and the car now just smells amazing. It's all I can do not to get the munchies and start pilfering from the bags of chips. And I've just walked through the town and it's so sad to see so many shops have closed. I don't know quite how retail is going to recover. I mean, the stats today are that retail is recovering pretty well. But of course, the truth of that is it's only one sector. It's the clothing sector is doing very well. Everything else, well, we'll have to see. Um, the other thing I noticed, and this, I've always done this, and this is why I know I'm a portrait photographer, is I spent the entire walk back from the chip shop, which is it's only five or six minutes. I spent the entire walk back looking at the promotional posters that are in the shop windows. And I love them. I love noticing the different images, the different portraits and the way that pictures of people are used to create a desire in shoppers. Because that's what they're doing, right? They're creating a problem you didn't know you had and then they're, they're the solution. Uh, which is um, it's just really lovely. I still find it, um, I don't know, I just find it really interesting and I love looking at the way the light falls on people, the way they use expressions, the way they use colour, the way they use composition. Some are better than others. Some shops do it really well. I always think that, in particular, people who design uh, frames for spectacles, for glasses, I always think they do a very good job of it because they have to get everything right because the product they're selling is literally strapped to somebody's face. So there's no real room for manoeuvre. They've got to make sure that the person's face looks great as well as the product itself. And of course, the solution is I want to wear glasses, but I want to look great and feel great while I'm doing it. Anyway, on to the topic of this week's podcast. Uh, I've just about remembered and carried a thread through this thing-ish. Very hard to do when I've got no notes. Uh, very hard to do when I've got no memory, which is possibly more of a problem. So before I get any further, I just need to again say thank you to the sponsor for this uh, particular episode, which is Panasonic Eneloop batteries. And the thing about batteries is we all use them, we all need them, in particular photographers, right? We're just surrounded by kit that needs batteries, whether it's flash guns, whether it's triggers, cameras themselves, of course, loads of stuff, even, even handsets, telephone handsets in your office. There are batteries everywhere, even and a recorder that I'm using to record the audio for this, my trusty Zoom S4, has eight batteries in it. 40 billion batteries, 40 billion are consumed each and every year. How I'm remembering this, I don't know. But 40 billion batteries are consumed each and every year. And if we could just change some of those to be rechargeable, can you imagine the difference that would make to the recycling? And uh, Now, for us, we've done an awful lot of that already. But I do have to say that the Panasonic Eneloop Pro batteries that we've been sent very kindly by our sponsor are absolutely fantastic. And as I said in last week's episode, and, and obviously this is an ad, I'm extolling their virtues, but I've also gone out and bought some because I've been so impressed with them. After a year of sitting in a bag, they will still have 85%, 85% 
of their charge which if you think about it I kind of it doesn't it's not that impressive does it mean anything well yes it does it means that when I pick up my kit bag and head out the door I don't have to have recharged the batteries that I haven't used for a couple of weeks I don't have to do anything at all I can leave them in my bag safe in the knowledge that even if I left them for a year they'd still be at 85% charge, which means I'm not constantly recharging them. Now these Eneloop Pro batteries, you can recharge them 500 times, but if I'm recharging them needlessly in between shoots, well, that's just using up a little bit of that uh, availability to do it, and these don't. So that's kind of why I like them so much. The packaging's pretty cool too. Uh, but if you pair these batteries up with the really, really clever charger that they sent me to go with them, where it allows you to charge and monitor, charge and condition and monitor each individual battery on its own rather than the usual cheaper type where you have them in pairs. That's just brilliant. It's also a very fast charger. You can go to full charge in around about two hours, which suits me really well. It means that the, you know, I can be planning to do a wedding. I can get into the studio, let's say eight o'clock in the morning, ready to leave at 10. And if I do need to charge the batteries, then I can do so knowing that by about 10 o'clock, they're gonna be fully charged. The other thing that's really neat is you can just put the batteries in it, plug a USB cable into the charger, you can take it with you, plug a USB cable into the charger and it becomes a power bank for your phone or your gadget or any other USB uh, bit of kit. Very clever, very neat. Uh, and a big thank you to Panasonic Eneloop for not only doing their little bit for the environment, but also for sponsoring this podcast. Anyway, on to what it was that I wanted to talk about. It occurred to me, and has been occurring to me for a while, that you need ways of getting yourself motivated, getting yourself energized, uh, to use a different brand name, getting yourself pumped up, ready for a shoot. And there are lots of ways of doing that, of course. Some of us just do it naturally with a cup of coffee and a donut. Some of us need to properly hype. Some of us are still nervous when we open the door to you know, meet our client. But here's something that occurred to me today, and it's something I've been tuning on for a little while. Today, this afternoon, I've spent quite a lot of time going through a section of my portfolio looking for a very particular image that I'm gonna pair with an article I've written for N Photo magazine. And the magazine article is all about that conundrum of whether you finish the images uh, prior to the client seeing them or whether you only finish them when the client has bought them. And that's not the purpose of this particular podcast. So what I'm looking for is an image that pre-finishing looks all right, because I mean, I shoot fairly accurately out of camera, but when it's finished, looks amazing. So I spent the afternoon just pottering through, picking up pictures and having a look. I tripped over a beautiful picture. I took a couple on the engagement in the rain, so it seemed topical. So that's on my Instagram feed this afternoon, uh, just because it's, it just seemed like, um, oh my God, that picture's perfect for the weather we've got today. But as I was going through the portfolio, what I noticed, not just did I spot that picture of a couple under an umbrella, I spotted shot after shot after shot that I really liked. And I was becoming increasingly inspired by my own portfolio. I mean, obviously we've dealt with the insecurities, we've dealt with confidence in other podcasts, and of course I'm insecure about my work. I spend time worrying about my work. But if you go through the images that you've selected and finished for your portfolio, if you feel anything other than proud, then probably 
you need to revisit how you're selecting for your portfolio because your portfolio should be the very best, the epitome, the distillation of your, of your work, of your talent, of your creativity. And so as I was going through the portfolio, I was feeling really excited about the idea that we may be getting to the point in the year if we can just keep this pandemic under control, if we can get the vaccines out there, and if well, if the weather would just improve a bit, then we might just have the opportunity to create more amazing images like those. And that's the point. Why don't you do that? Why don't you put together a slideshow or a little portfolio book, not for your clients, you could use it for clients too, I suppose, but use it for you. Use it to inspire you. Fill it with pictures that surprised you. Fill it with pictures that moved you. Fill it with clients that you, maybe they were tricky clients, but you overcame those challenges or the weather was awful and you overcame the weather, as in the picture I posted uh, this afternoon. The picture itself was clawed out of a terrible day. The weather was really not very nice. It was pretty cold. But we clawed this picture out of it that uses the weather to create drama and theatre because actually if you can figure out ways of shooting, let's say in the rain or in the snow or in the cold, the pictures you will get will be richer and more exciting for it. I mean, imagine, imagine Wuthering Heights uh, I can't remember all of the protagonist names other than I think Kathy is one of them. Uh, Heathcliff, isn't it? Heathcliff. Imagine Heathcliff on a craggy stone on a moor in Yorkshire overlooking the Dales. I'm hoping I've got all of my literary, literal references right here. Because if I haven't, uh, if I haven't, people are going to email in. Of course they are. But imagine Heathcliff stood on a sunny day on a craggy rock on a moor. It's all right, that's not a bad image, but it's not all that, is it? Now, imagine the same Heathcliff on a rock overlooking a moor. The rain and the wind are lashing through him. His coat is billowing in the wind, as is, of course, his long hair, because it's a period piece, right? And I'm sure Heathcliff would have had long hair. I have no idea. The drama for that comes from the adversity that's given in through the weather. And all I'm saying is, put yourself together a little slideshow or a portfolio of images that when you go through it, reminds you of the stuff that you've loved, the stuff that you've enjoyed creating, the stuff that other people have enjoyed you creating, and more importantly, stuff that you would like to create again. It's not a particularly difficult thing to do. You can keep I mean, like the tools now, I mean, we use Animoto for a lot of our stuff. All you do is you drag files onto it and hit go. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be necessarily something that's going to go in front of a client. But if you do that, if you take some time to really enjoy the work you've created before, then that should give you energy and give you ideas. And because photographers are predominantly visual people we are all I mean if you, if I write something down I'm not bad at remembering it but if I photograph it I'm a lot better if I viewed pictures that inspire me even now as I'm talking I'm recalling the pictures I've just seen 20 minutes ago or however long I've been driving in uh, Princess Risborough in the shop windows I can recall 
each of the pictures that I really engaged with and enjoyed. I can't remember any of the writing except the one shot that said to let, which I think is really sad. Um, uh, so if you do that, then you'll have ideas in your head when you get to the shoot. You'll have ideas to take with you. And if you actually go the whole hog and set it to music, for those of you that are very auditory, very not just visual people, but you, you piece things together and you uh, music, for instance, helps you recall or sound helps you recall. Put it to music. Put it to your favourite song. Put it to the song that makes you cry. Put it to a song that you know uh, your partner or your kids love, maybe. Because what you're trying to do is create some stuff in your head that you will remember when you get into the stress and the adrenaline of the shoot. Now, I'm not saying then copy those images. Of course I'm not. What I'm saying is get yourself into the same headspace that got you to those images. And then, and then you might just find it easier to really get into the zone, to pump yourself up and to give that shoot, that client, the very best that you can. It's just an idea. I don't actually know if it'll work. It's something I'm going to try and do. And uh, I really, really, really would be curious to let, for you to let me know uh, exactly what you think. On that happy note, as I'm reversing in here, let me just concentrate a little because I don't really want to take a chunk out of either my wall or my Land Rover. There are no parking sensors on this thing. There's nothing to guide you except if you've hit something that goes thunk and that's it. That's the only guide you have. Uh, and our drive isn't particularly wide. So let me just park this thing up. And on that happy note, on that happy note, uh, I hope you're well. I hope you're looking forward to being more and more and more out there with your camera, shooting more and more stuff. But until next time, whatever else, remember this, be kind to yourself. Take care, guys. Oh, 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 oh,